Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by not only my co-host Mozzie, but also uh, resident Bengals fan Jolly and resident Chiefs fan Jay Watt. How's everyone doing? Nervous. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> now you guys have been on before. It's not. A, it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, not, not about, about this. <laughs> yeah, not about the pot at all. So, um, yeah, we have. Uh, these boys on for the uh, Chiefs and Bengals game. I mean, obviously, they'll you know, be here for both. But because the Chiefs and Bengals are playing, we have them on. Because uh, what's what's better than a little friendly uh, friendly shit talk? Or maybe not so friendly. I don't know how hostile it will get here. But um, we will go ahead and lead off with Cincinnati KC, of course. So, um, yeah, I, I think I know who. Uh, Jolly, who are you picking? You got my Bengals jersey on right now. Got to go with the Bengals. It's going to happen. And uh, Jay Water, Jay Water, you taking your Chiefs? Yeah, I've got I've got my sweatshirt on. It's two and zero in the playoffs so far since I bought it. There we go. Ooh. Have Have you washed it though? Absolutely not. Okay, I was gonna ask <laughs> if you like if you wash it off, does it does it get rid of you know the win percentage? No, I don't think I've ever washed my Mahomes jersey because it's always like my top layer. It never touches <laughs> me. <laughs> and like, oh, to be fair, if you go out like in the cold with it too, the cold kind of you know yeah, gets it kills off. all that. Yeah, as long as you're not standing directly under the spray of that uh, champagne bottle, right? You know that gets all over it. Isn't um isn't that what you're supposed to do with like jeans? I feel I thought like I heard if you have like raw denim, you're supposed to like raw put them denim, in the freezer. Yeah, there's yeah. like weird stuff. I don't get it. Yeah, I've never done that because it's too uncomfortable to start. <laughs> but uh, so Mozzie, who are you picking? Ooh, I, you know, this is obviously a tough one. Uh, both teams have played super well. You guys should be happy. Your teams are both here. Um, I, uh, man, I think I'm taking the Bengals. Mm. I believe. I, I believe. Right. I'm I'm on KC right now. So we've got kind of a kind of a split. So we can go through. Um, but first, as far as injuries go, um, there's not a whole lot to worry about. The main thing is um, Honey Badger for Kansas City. It looks like he will be probably a good clearing protocol. We won't really know until probably Saturday on if he clears, but. I assume we'll be talking as if he uh, is good to go. And um, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I think Fenton and Daryl are probably good to go as well. And then I know Hendrickson got like a bit banged up during the game, but it sounds like he is uh, fine as well. So overall, pretty healthy game here. Yeah, I think uh, I think everybody's playing that, that, you know, is supposed to be playing at least. I think there's some more questions maybe in the later game, but... Altogether, it looks like everyone's going, mm-hmm. so, which is uh, great because we want both these teams at full strength for this one. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start with uh, the underdog, Jolly. Give uh, give us the case case for your mangoes here. All right. So I will say I have a great track record coming on this podcast. Last time I was uh-huh. here, after the 2020 draft where they took Joe Burrow number one overall, I said, it feels like things are changing with the Bengals. They got a lot of money in free agency, and they're going to spend it, and they're going to spend it wisely. 
that's what I said. Check the check the tape. And guess what? <laughs> We're already getting to check the tape on here. Two, oh god. Two years right. two years later, guess what? We're in the position we're in because defense showed up against Tennessee. We dethroned King Henry, and that's going to be the reason why we can go to the Super Bowl. Um, Burrow and Chase, they're going to get theirs. Kansas City can't really cover them. Uh, Hopefully Chris Jones doesn't do what the Tennessee Titans offensive line was doing, and the defense (laughs) can bottle up Kansas City's offense just enough, just enough for Cincinnati to get by. Mm. So, uh, mm. Jay Watt, uh, can we get, can we get your rebuttal now? <laughs> so the chiefs blew the last game in week 17. They had a, I think it was an 11 point halftime lead. Only scored three points in the second half. And it took multiple acts of God and the referees slash <laughs> chiefs committing penalties <laughs> to lose that game on a last second field goal <laughs> in Cincinnati, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was painful, but uh, if that's the kind of stuff you need to beat the Chiefs, that's not going to happen every time. I think I think in front of the home Arrowhead crowd, pull it out. The- so it, it is a big difference being at home for the Chiefs as opposed to playing in Cincinnati. Do you feel like Mahomes and the offense have improved since Week 17? I think Byron Pringle becoming a reliable target has helped the offense more than anything else. He's gotten seven targets each of the playoff games, caught five of them, three touchdowns over the two games. Just having another option opens things up so much more. Granted, they didn't play the best defenses, but uh, yeah, I think I, like I think Pringle. I think Pringle uh, double dipped in the end zone both games against the Steelers, if I recall. He 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 double tuddied against them twice. So yeah, I've got his game logs. So <laughs> I know he did in the uh, in the playoff game. Yeah, Pringle. Like 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 he was talked about, he was one of our deeper calls from the draft that has worked out. So that's always kind of rewarding. Um, so I have a question, Jay. Are you are you going to this game or no? I am not. My okay. stepbrother is. He's gotcha. flying in from San Francisco. Well, I was gonna say you were you were at the last game, and so maybe maybe that was the issue. I don't know if you if you jinxed yeah. it or not. <laughs> I think right. it's it's something like maybe ten times as expensive. I'm not sure. How much <laughs> tickets are right now. But, Honestly, uh, probably. Yeah, probably yeah, pretty I ch- absurd. I checked the ticket prices just because I was curious. It's like, well, you know, mm. I could stay with Jay Watt potentially, depending on the result of the game. <laughs> uh, hey, you'd have a bed for was, Saturday night for sure. And it, and it was like four hundred dollars <laughs> for the like the nosebleeds in like Oof. the corner of the bowl. Yeah, up where they put uh, Jordan Love's parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similar seats to where we sat in uh, Paul Brown is. Oof. Well. It's quite a bit. I didn't get to witness <laughs> that one, you know, COVID happen. and all, but. <laughs> oh, gosh. But um, so fantasy-wise in this game, since, you know, we are a football and fantasy football podcast, a lot of people like to do uh, DFS, all these playoff contests. Um, the obvious guys, you know, you've got Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Sometimes it's one time just both of those two. But in my opinion, a lot of the, a lot of the intrigue for me is kind of deeper down with the Kansas City, like, you know, secondary receivers, um, the running backs, and then I guess even, you know, with Cincinnati, if it's going to be Boyd or Uzi. Um, so, Mozzie, kicking to you, where where are you at, like, fantasy-wise with this game? Who, like, who's your who's your banger? Who's your mash? All that. Um. Well, you already mentioned sort of the big three, uh, so I'll kind of skip over those guys. But, you know, it's hard to bet against 
anybody on the Chiefs offense. <laughs> um, it's I think when you're doing a DFS lineup, you might as well go with your gut and just say, you know, I think Demarcus Robinson gets one because he has, to me, an equal chance of getting one as anyone else. Um, or Byron Pringle, you know, one of those guys. It's hard to bet against Pringle. He's done really well in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that's usually a trend that continues to uh, pervade through. Uh, but one of the guys that I really want to talk about that I think is ultimately sort of the key for this game here is Joe Mixon. And so there was a really, really big difference between this Bills team and this Bengals team. And the difference is that one of these teams actually can run the ball mm-hmm. and does it effectively. The Bills are notoriously bad at run blocking and doing all of that. And it played out really importantly in the way the game was decided ultimately. I don't know if you guys could tell, but by the end of the game, those defenders were gassed. Both sides. The, both sides of the defense on both teams were just fucking exhausted. And part of that is because both of these teams have incredibly fast, talented players. And when you're chasing them up and down the field all game, by the end of it, you're going to be exhausted. If Joe Mixon can sustain drives just keeping the Kansas City offense off of the field then something really important is going to happen. By the end of the game, the Chiefs defenders are going to be a lot more tired than the Bengals defense will be. And to me, that's really important because in the last game, if the Bills defense had managed to have a drive that lasted more than one minute, then they might have actually (laughs) exhausted the Chiefs defense and they themselves wouldn't have been exhausted because their offense would have been on the field longer. That last, Those last 13 seconds, you can just tell. They're, they just let them move <laughs> right down and score on them, which was unfortunate because I think in overtime, either team gets the toss, they might have won, quite frankly, the way those offenses were playing. So Mixon's my really, really deep dive. Like, I'm going hard on this guy because I think the Bengals need to find a way to extend drives and keep the Bengals' offense on the field for as long as possible. And the only way you can really do that is with a successful run game. So I'm I'm all in on Mixon. I think he's a big part of this. Yeah, and Mixon, um, like if you're playing a DFS lineup here, definitely has like for sure the highest upside of all the running backs this week. You look at, you know, Agris and Mitchell in the second game, um, both going against kind of tough run matchups and also, you know, tend to, you know, have vulture opportunities, opportunities, especially for uh, for Mitchell when you know Debo comes in and steals a rushing touchdown or something. <laughs> and uh, we've actually seen Jimmy G kind of sneak a lot, which is kind of hilarious given you know he's Jimmy G. Um, yeah. yeah. In in the last matchup with these two teams, um, Mixon got it done through the air a lot. The seven for forty receiving was super nice. Um, so you know you love that on your PPR sites, but even um, like on Yahoo this week. He's definitely the most expensive running back, and the pricing there is super tight. So he, even just from like a purely like game theory standpoint, is someone I'm really targeting there just because I think he goes a lot overlooked. But um, speaking of running backs, we've got the um, fuckery, the, the giant hodgepodge <laughs> in the Chiefs' backfield with uh, Derek, sorry, Daryl Williams probably back this week, it seems. Um, and then we've had this, <laughs> the split between Jarek and Clyde now at this rate. Um, so... Jarek actually got uh, 70% of the snaps last week. Clyde only got 30. But Clyde actually was, like, looking good and spry, which is, mm-hmm. you know, something we hadn't seen from him earlier in the season, but we, we got from him, you know, after he came back from injury and was healthy. So 
<laughs> with, with those guys, that's where it gets tough. Like, what level of involvement do you, you guys think we see, like, from Clyde and maybe even Daryl? And I'll, I'll start with you, Jay Watt, since, you know, you know this team well. How do you, how do you uh, think this team feels about all these guys? I honestly, at this point, after watching these players all year, the guy I want to get the ball most is Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> because I think he's the only one. Like, Clyde is... Clyde is Clyde. He's going to get some yards. He's hard to bring down. He's not great. Top end speed. He's not going to run away from you. He might make the first guy miss and get, get some extra yards. But Jarek is the guy who can just house one if he gets mm-hmm. out there. Um, and I think, <laughs> you know, the Chiefs offense is full of guys like that. But he's really the one. And he invites contact. It's not like he's running away from people. But uh, he's been the most reliable guy down the stretch by far. And I know part of that is injured. Yeah, he's the one I trust right now. Yeah, he's yeah. he's looked good, too. And, like, we've seen him be productive when healthy, which is the big thing. It's like he's actually healthy now. We're getting that, like, little bit from him. And he's a pretty, like, him, like, at least him versus Daryl. He's definitely a better fit than Daryl for the offense as far as, like, what they want out of a running back. But, um, Mozzie, do you have do you have a lean there between those guys, I guess, Jarek and CEH? Yeah, I, I'm actually on Jay Watt's side in that I kind of agree that Jarek McKinnon should be getting the, the brunt of the catches and the receiving, uh, touches there i do think though that ceh takes back a big target share he wasn't there for the last game uh in terms of scheming against the Bengals, though it would make sense for him to get the ball a little bit more because they haven't actually faced him um and that's something that these coaches will consider uh so i think you're gonna see closer to an even share of the of the carries there yeah, I, th- I think if you're, like, you know, making lineups, if you're trying to tie break, I think, you know, PPR site like DraftKings, you go McKinnon, not, like, half PPR sites like FanDuel and uh, Yahoo. Especially Yahoo at the same price, maybe Clyde or mix it up. I'll, I'll be mixing it up, but um, I, I guess mixing <laughs> it up, pun intended. Um, hey, but, I thought that's what you were going for. Yeah, some, honestly, at this rate, the puns just, like, make themselves, and it's a little subconscious. <laughs> but, um, so... The Bengals, you know, obviously have Chase and Mixon, but after them, sometimes it's a little hard to predict. I know we've seen, like, you know, really awesome stretches from T. We've seen a lot of yo-yoing for Boyd and Uzi throughout the season. So, uh, Jolly, resident Bengals correspondent here, um, what's what's your lean with everyone not named Chase and Mixon? I think recently, uh, especially these games where it's win or go home, Burrow has really leaned on CJ is like his security blanket. It's always like the third and shorts. He's had, has his little hitch route across the middle. So I think he's pretty safe as an option. Um, I don't think that the chiefs are going to employ like a special strategy for Jamar chase. I think it'll be pretty similar to the first game. Hopefully the execution for them is a little better than the first game. Um, just to say that I don't think it's going to mean T. Higgins is running free all day or Boyd is running free all day. Mm-hmm. So outside of Chase, I, I would uh, go Uzama. Uh, I'm sure he's not very expensive as well. Um, and I, th- I think one of Boyd or Higgins will have a, a, a pretty good game. Um, granted that Chase doesn't have 300 yards again. yeah Boyd and Uzi both had almost identical stat lines just Boyd got the touchdown they both had you know four catches Boyd at 36 Uzi at 32 
They both had six targets as well, so like almost the exact same, just a touchdown went to Boyd. The Chiefs on the like the Chiefs one was really weird because they had like super spread out receiving. And like I know that happens sometimes, but it's usually pretty concentrated for them. I'm like I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna get like that spread out nature again or if it's gonna get more concentrated just because we're seeing like different game plan and then also just the nature of the playoffs, but yeah, I've noticed that they don't tend to spread the ball around quite as much in these in these winter go home games. Yeah, just kind of. Um, Pat tends to lean on his uh, his guys. Yeah, I mean, for good reason. Yeah, like when you've got those guys, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And same I, with. I would be shocked if he completed passes to ten people again, like he did in the <laughs> in the first Bengals matchup. Yeah, and I mean, one of those ten, Josh Gordon. I think. I mean, they waived him. He, he'll probably back, end up back on the practice squad, but he's not even you know there now. So. <laughs> right but alas so i think we've covered this game pretty thoroughly um anything else you guys want to add jaywat jolly i think one thing that we kind of talked about the running backs is the first game the bengals essentially were like there's going to be six guys in the box if you want to run you can run at that time it was daryl williams mm-hmm. and he was getting like eight yards per carry something ridiculous so there is the opportunity for the Chiefs to just run it, although I can't really see them them going for that game plan I'm, I'm much sure with Patrick Mahomes. That. <laughs> no, that's that's fair because I remember like that was uh, Fantasy Championship week and I Daryl scored and I would just bit like a motherfucker named Daryl from uh that's right. from the promo videos. So I I, I probably won't be Daryl in this sense, but if you like if you think that game plan's a possibility, I feel like Clyde makes sense, but um. Mozzie, anything from you before we uh, jump to game two? No, I think we covered just about everything. Um, We got a lot of healthy guys, so I don't have to talk about too many weaknesses. Like, oh, this guy's out, so I'm going to pick this guy kind of thing. Everyone seems to be healthy, and I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for this. Yeah. Uh, This is my favorite game of the weekend. There's only two. (laughs) No, yeah. It's definitely between the two the one I care more about. Yeah, and it'll probably be the more fun one, I'm, I'm guessing. Right now, we've got a 54.5 total. Uh, the Chiefs are seven-point favorites, which I think is, you know, in, ter- in terms of conference championship games, I think seven's probably kind of on the high side from what we've seen That's in past years. high to me. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> again, th- this one's the game if I'm, I'm looking to stack if possible. Um, again, a bit tougher on Yahoo to do that, but, like, on drafting the Fandle, you can stack the shit out of this game, and that's what I'll be doing. Um, mm-hmm. Because our next game is San Fran at uh, the LA Rams and this one has a 46 total and uh, the spread is three and a half Rams are favored so um, we've got mostly Rams here except uh, Jay Watt is on San Fran so uh, would you like to tell us why you are deviating from the class here <laughs> San Francisco hasn't lost to the Rams in the last six matchups despite severe injury issues each of the last three years for uh, for the Niners I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I'm assuming they're built to beat the teams in their division, and, and they just have it figured out. I don't know. It just felt like uh, they might squeak another one out. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they they keep winning. Yeah. Does it does it change <laughs> if Trent Williams is out? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so pe- yeah. pending Trent Williams, I think yeah, I think I feel like that it's, was a fair question to it's ask. It's hard to win a conference championship game without probably your best offensive. Well, Debo, second best offensive player. No, I think you can say Trent Williams is the, one of. <laughs> he's I probably mean, their most I, important player. I think player. he's the best lineman in the league this year. So yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, he's kind of important. Uh huh. I've seen nothing like on Debo that's signaling he won't go. So I'm just assuming he plays. So 
Yeah. Obviously, if he doesn't, that's a huge kick in the dick. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for, like we got the Trent Williams watch. I think Debo will be okay. Um, sounds like Whitworth's good to go. Um, Rap uh, Taylor Rap, we still need to keep an eye on. He is, I think, still in concussion protocol for the Rams. Um, so hopefully he can clear that. But they sound optimistic. But you know, again, we probably won't know until uh, until Friday. And then also Jeff Wilson Jr. might not play. But that's you know just as far as you know behind Elijah Mitchell goes. So Mozzie, you've got the Rams. I have the Rams. Um, so yeah. what's yeah what's and Ozzy Jolly does too. But Mozzie, what's your uh, What's your lean for why they break their cold streak against San Fran? Um, it's really hard to beat a team three times, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know that traditionally speaking, it seems like Shanahan's own McFay, but I have to imagine that they have a little bit of something dialed up. The, the Niners are a really difficult team to scheme for because, you like, let's say you're like, all right, we want to take away their best player. You're like, all right, who is that? Well, we'll say it's Debo for this one. Like, all mm-hmm. right, we're going to we're gonna mitigate Debo. And you're like, all right, we're going to put a corner on him. And then all of a sudden, he's running out of the fucking backfield. And your corner's like, wait, what do I do? <laughs> so you have to, like, you can't just put Jalen Ramsey on Debo. You Like, you can't. You just kind of have to try and figure out what their blocking scheme is. Um, and that's what makes beating them so difficult and why... In all honesty, the Rams' defense for all the stars that it has, it doesn't match up particularly well against San Fran because they've got essentially three or four really good guys on defense, and the rest are kind of there, and they help you know fulfill their scheme out. But they, if you can't match someone up to everyone on the Niners' offense, which they can't, then that's when things start to get hairy. What? Obviously, Aaron Donald's going to have a play a really big role in this. Um, can Jimmy G get the ball out of the pocket whatsoever? Uh, I think that the Rams do have an edge in special teams. Um, I think that they have a bit of an edge just in their general team. But the Niners are going to make this really close. I, I just I think that the Rams squeak it out at the end and make it uh, and take it. But I do think the Rams are going to make this really really tough. But the flip side, Rams offense is kind of the main thing. I don't see, at least in my opinion, I don't really see a way for the Niners to stop the Stafford Cup connection um, that we've been seeing all year. Uh, the Niners have a really good front. We know this. They're good at rushing. But their secondary is not great. And <laughs> it's been put nicely. you can torch it. Yeah, to put it nicely, their secondary is not great. It's beat up. They've got... Sort of like their second string guys, or now their first string guys. Uh, I don't, I don't see a reason Cup doesn't just kind of own this one. Yeah, they they've at least gotten Mosley back, but yeah, they their secondary outside of him is bad now. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like you know, putting it nicely. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, for, for me, a lot of it comes down to just the quarterback play we've seen, and I know last week was bad weather, but uh, pretty much since Jimmy hurt his like thumb i've kind of been really worried and we saw like second half of the last game like just bad like missing Ayuk over and over like <laughs> it's one of those things where if when it comes down like <laughs> if, if i'm like at all torn 
the like far superior quarterback play from Stafford. Well, usually far superior. Like we, I don't. I hopefully we don't. Usually, get, like, yeah. Hopefully we don't get just behind <laughs> Stafford. Hopefully he's not in Detroit for this game. I don't know. So, yeah, that that's kind of the deciding factor for me. Just because, like you said, we've seen these teams match up twice already this year, and like we talk about the kind of NFC West rock paper scissors of the coaches and how Shanny pretty much owns McVay. But I I, I think there become there comes a point where the head coach chess match might take a little bit of a backseat to the quarterback matchup so but uh jolly what's what's your what's your take on this game yeah i i I was taking the rams i think unlike last week in green bay san francisco like thrives on being like a downhill kind of team give the ball to debo an athletic freak or (laughs) one of their many running backs and let them uh go to work but i think the game in LA is going to be different. One, it's going to be like 60, 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be snowing. I think it plays uh, a little faster um, than than the Packers game, which I think is to their detriment. Um, if this game is more than like 45 points total, I, I don't see a way that San Francisco can win. Um, and I think it's going to lean towards that direction. Yeah, because um, yeah, th- these teams met, I think, in week 18 where – Sanford pretty much had to win and in for the playoffs and they, they you know beat the Rams there and then the 27 24 game in OT but also the Rams are at the point where they were in the playoffs it was just the seeding thing and then they had just gotten acres back as well um I don't remember if Whitworth playing that game or not I can dig into that but we can go ahead and I guess get to get to fantasy obviously Cooper Cup's amazing after that we get yeah. a little amb- ambiguity but I do want to defer to Mozzie here the tight end whisperer and uh, I want to ask, is it, are you going to get the Kittle game? Or is Kittle going to be blocking again? <laughs> okay. Given how the Rams' defense seems to work, um, the not having much safety play, Von Miller comes off the right and Aaron Donald's up the middle, it would make sense to me that Kittle is a safety blanket for Jimmy G this week. I know that Kittle's done a lot of blocking in the playoffs and he will continue to block. But if the Niners want to win this game, they are going to need Kittle. Like, the Mm. last game was so slow and just the snow game, and it was just absolutely, honestly terrible to watch Mm. in a lot of ways. But the Rams are going to score points in this one, and they need to get the ball into their best players' hands if they want to make this close. So I do think Kittle has a bounce back week, a bounce back from back from back week. (laughs) Yeah, I was because I was I was digging back to the first matchup of these two teams where San Fran just whomped them, and that was on the back of you know a ton of rushes. They ran the ball forty four times. Um, that that was that was one of those like lopsided affairs. I don't know if we get something like that per se because that was Stafford threw a pick, Stafford threw a pick six, like and it just got out of hand quickly. And that's you know that's pretty much how the, the Niners will you know that's the recipe to win is make Stafford fuck up. Which mm-hmm. you know can happen. It's you know. It, oh yeah. As much as we love Matt Stafford, he does have that. I guess. Not. I don't. I don't, say, I don't want to say disaster gene, but he still has a little bit of lions in him. I guess. Um, <laughs> my uh, my kind of interest here. I have a lot of interest in Ayuk. Um, in their last game, he did pretty well, and especially if Debo is at all hobbled, I think that kind of benefits him. And then, um, like for for the Rams, you've got Ramsey who. I think you either put on Debo or Kittle, depending on what they're doing. Like, 
I don't know how much would be on Debo, but like I, I Ramsey can go on tight ends and it can work out. Yes. And they'll have Taylor Ratback, which I think will, you know, benefit them greatly against those two, like both Debo's running and Kittle's receiving. So I think Ayuk can draw the easiest matchup probably. Um obviously I don't I don't know how much, I'll check how much slot work he gets, but let's say but can Jimmy G hit him? That's accurately. that's the thing, yeah. <laughs> that that is kind of where it gets a little dicey here. But um, jo- Jolly, who's uh, who's sticking out here for you, either matchup wise or um, any any kind of calls on players this game? Uh, for San Francisco to win the game, I think it's going to have to look like last game where they run it like forty times. You said <laughs> so. I would I would say Elijah Mitchell and Debo would be the two guys because um, mm-hmm. they're going to have to they're going to have to make the game dirty, get a turnover, and control the ball. Yeah, I one one of the things I talk about with the Niners sometimes is. There's the three guys of Debo, Kittle, and Mitchell. You can kind of only do like two of them together in a weird way. Not like not that you right. only can, but the uh, the the way their game plans go is if Mitchell does well, it's because they're running a bunch, and Debo's probably running a bunch, and Kittle's probably blocking. And then if they're throwing a lot, Debo and Kittle are probably getting catches, and you know Mitchell might be not getting his usual like running workload. That's kind of how I look at it with them. The so. stat line that Uzama had last week is kind of what I'm thinking for Kittle. A good amount of catches, good amount of yardage. He might not find the end zone, but I think in, he might not be the best fantasy play. Um, but in terms of the actual game, I think he will be absolutely integral. Yeah, I need um, to... I, oh, good. Oh, no, I was going to say, I like the other tight end, though, a lot. This oh, is one I forgot yeah. to mention. I like Higby in this one. Give me the Higbeans. Ooh, the I do think he'll be blocking a decent amount, but McVay likes to let you think that you're getting an easy rush if he can pull it off quickly enough. Uh, Higby just does a little block and then runs forward. Pass rusher goes straight to Stafford, but he gets it off to Higby in time on a shorter kind of tight end screen. So I think Higby has some, a pretty good upside in this one. Hmm. I can see that. Yeah, Higby and Uzi are pretty similarly priced everywhere. Where, what, who would you guys pick between those two? Uh, Mozzie, are you on Higby or Uzi? I think Higby might be... I was going to say might be less popular. I don't know if that's the case, but in the event that he is, I would probably go Higby. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty strong on Higby this week. Yeah. Jolly, would you? are you going to go Homer and take Uzi, or what, what are you thinking on this? Between Hig- uh, Higby and Higby? I got to go Uzi. Okay. Uh, the past like two weeks, he's... He's put up like six for six or seven for seventy, and in the mm-hmm. Raiders game he had the touchdown. So he's clearly a big part of the offense in the playoffs, and I don't think passing is going to be a shortage in that game. Gotcha. And then Jay, what about you between Higby and Uzi? And then I guess you know anyone else from this game in particular you're uh, got you got your eye on. Uh, the tight ends. I that's I don't know. <laughs> I didn't really <laughs> think about that. Uh, I would think Higby just got shot i don't know oh gut shot i thought you said got shot i'm like what total gut call i'll, yeah. I'll say higby um i know i picked san francisco to win this game but they're they're winning charitably with jimmy g so i'm not i'm not on anyone that requires jimmy g to get fantasy <laughs> points so mitchell uh, for you so it mitchell or debo would be the only two niners yeah um, unless you think iu takes an end around 70 yards or something but, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i'm picking i'm picking iu because I'm, I'm seeing like the rams leading but i mean if the niners control then he probably doesn't do much iu can certainly get open i don't know if they can get the ball to him 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, as far as the Rams, I mean, Higby, you, you make a compelling point on him. He's uh, He's been pretty solid most of the year, I think. Yeah, um, Higby looks like he probably will be more popular across the site just because I think people are seeing, okay, when they're if, if they're close, people are leading, leading Higby over Uzi. Yeah, why are people sleeping on Uzi? I know he's been in the league a while, but man, this year he's he's been good. Yeah, I I think it makes sense on like Yahoo and Fanduel where they're like on Fanduel they're a hundred apart, on Yahoo they're a dollar apart, on uh, DraftKings they're three hundred apart. But I think DraftKings like might lean more Uzi just because you get that PPR and the the, the potential yardage bonus. Like Higby, mm. Higby's not gonna get hundred yards. Like Uzi, Uzi has no, a better shot he... at hundred yards for sure. And yeah, I but think Higby he could get three game. touchdowns. Yeah, that's the know? thing. So, <laughs> I think Higby has more touchdown upside, but Uzi has a better like catch yardage floor. It's kind of what For you're sure. looking at with the two. Um, digging a little deeper past like the main guys. Um, obviously there's the running backs, which I guess we can get to like with Acres. Um, the Sanford yeah, Rundy's been question. yeah, the Sanford Rundy's been pretty tough, but like we see Acres get involved <clears> a lot in the past game where I think he's sort of like game script proof a little bit. But I have a lot of interest in uh, Van Jefferson for fantasy this week, uh, purely price based. Um, especially on Yahoo, his price comes in super friendly. He's at thirteen there, and so on a site where you're going to end up pretty cash strapped quickly if you pick, you know, two studs. Getting that salary relief is pretty nice. Um, I think he'll probably be popular. But when you get down that low, because you've got Pringle at sixteen, Mecole at fifteen, and you've got Van at thirteen. And if you go below Van, you've got Jawan Jennings at 11 and Demarcus at 10. So going below Van gets pretty pretty specious, pretty pretty fast. Um, but I, I guess I guess we kind of need to get to Acres a little bit. Um, the the man of miraculous recovery has you know he's come back, got a lot of touches. Do do you guys think he overcomes the bad matchup, or do you think he I guess succumbs to the bad matchup? I'll, I'll start with uh, you, Jolly. Well, I don't think he's going to have a great game. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to make sure Matt Stafford's the one to try and beat them. Um, and they're hoping that the four fumbles last week turn into four interceptions this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the way to beat San Francisco is through the air anyways. It's just teams have been very good about – or San Francisco's been good about, like, patching together their zone. Mm-hmm. But – uh Mozzie, where are you at with Acres? And then, do you think there's any possibility the fumbles last week give Sony more opportunity? No, not really. <laughs> I, I I think Acres has the job. I think uh, Acres is in the same boat as Kittle for me. I think that uh, if they're trying to maintain a lead in this game, Acres will get a lot of touches. I don't necessarily believe that it'll translate to a productive fantasy day. Granted, they're at the one-yard line. He could, but Stafford keeps those a lot, too. He likes to jump over. Yeah, he uh, loves to jump over. He does. He (laughs) loves jumping over at the one-yard line and extending the the ball there. So, uh, do I think he gets 18 carries? Yes. Do I think that he gets over 70 yards? Not really. Yeah, I'm really curious, like, if if last week's, you know, I don't say outcome, but just, you know, the four fucking fumbles last week. It was, <laughs> there was so many fumbles. I don't know if, the, like, if they're going to approach it as that was really random and shitty, but we still pulled it through. Just hope it doesn't happen again. Because, like, if they don't, 
you know, fumble at the one and Cup's fumble doesn't happen. Like, there's a lot that can go differently. Because, like, with Akers, it was, like, replay review, like, split-second difference on fumble or not. And if he, you know, ends up getting in instead, that's a huge swing for, one, his day, and two, for the Rams' day in general. Um, I kind of agree. I'm not really that interested in uh, in Sony here. But I think, uh, I think Akers versus Mitchell is kind of an interesting... Uh, thing here because of the, you know, similar prices, same game, may not want to take both from the same game. Um, are you guys on um, Mitchell or Akers? I guess we'll kind of go back around the table. Mozzie, who are you picking between uh, Mitchell and Akers? Between those two, mm-hmm. I, when I do the running back, I usually like to take the one that I think is going to win. Uh, just because if the game does get out of hand or is out of reach or if the Rams are winning or have a lead, then I expect him to get more touches. I tend to lean towards the volume as with the upside potential. Mm-hmm. I do think Akers has a very healthy volume. Now, I mean, Elijah Mitchell can catch. I think, he, obviously, the Niners will run the ball regardless of the score. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes this really intriguing. In this rare instance, even though I think Akers has a very safe volume, I do like the upside of Mitchell a lot. I can see that. It's weird. See, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very weird scenario, but um, jo- Jolly, what about you? Are you uh Mitchell or Acres? I'm on Mitchell. Mitchell, what about you, Jay? Why are you also on Mitchell since you've got yeah, uh, him winning? I I think so. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I I I'm also asking because I'm really torn. Like I'm looking through this and I'm like, man, this is kind of a tough call. Just between you know how much they get used, what the touchdown upside is, what the you know potential receiving upside is, because mm-hmm. like. Both teams can bring a decent pass rush and, you know, screens of running by passes are kind of a way to, you know, circumvent that a bit. So it's kind of a tough matchup here, like for both of them, I would say. But overall, I think it's a pretty exciting game. Do you think Akers will be popular? So that's going to be site dependent because, like, looking through the uh, sites, his pricing is a lot different. So, like, on DraftKings, he is the cheapest running back pretty much of anyone relevant. Like he's cheaper than the Kansas city guys and obviously Mitchell and a, and a mix in. If we go over to Fanduel, he is, let's see the same price as McKinnon. Um, he is, yeah, like he's less than Mitchell again <laughs> on, I think on Yahoo is probably where it's going to be like a closer call because they are only $2 apart. And so, mm. yeah, they're going to be a little tighter in, uh, in roster percentage there, but, so Yahoo is like playing Mixon on Yahoo is like my big the big boner I've got this week as far as like uh like roster percentage edges just because the the way the prices are there it's gonna like restrict you a lot if you play Mixon and I think that's kind Mm -hmm. of the way to get the different build like that's what I like to do on these like small slates is find one like a like different build just because it's a little bit easier to like to you you can get like find players and projections by get going to a different build instead of like you know playing you know shitty players or like guys who like need a touchdown to make make it work like like go go on sony might be like a bit too a bit too big brain or something um the other option is taking you know secondary receivers when the first guy's popular um i know last week um gabe davis got some nice prices and places and i you know John, I can attest to this. I, I told him like, "Oh yeah, shut up, play Gabe Davis for sure." And you know, I don't, I'm not expecting that from anybody here. But if we're looking at you know the uh, receiving position, we're gonna see Reek and Cup like 
probably right. been most popular on all the sites. I'm, I'm looking through everything right now. And um, let's see on DraftKings, I'm seeing, you know, Hill, Cup, Chase, FanDuel, Hill, uh, T, and Cup, just because T. Higgins is like a lot cheaper on FanDuel uh, mm. with all that. And then on uh, Yahoo, I'm seeing, um, see, I had, yeah, the, the Yahoo ownerships are a little weird um, just because everyone like puts it differently because Yahoo's like the, you know, the least popular of the three sites. I personally like it because they have great contest selections. Like they've got like the rake free one. So you're getting, you know, more bang for your buck there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that up real quick as we go along here. So, okay. I've seen a lot different there. Like I, you probably pretty popular there, but also we could cup there just because, you know, you get some friendly prices there with Ayuk, but um, Hill and cup are still Hill and cup. So I think maybe, maybe, moving around from not like that you can't play any of those guys of course but like digging more into the secondary receivers because there's so much variance at receiver where it can get spread out you know guy gets a busted coverage gets a big yak that's where i kind of prefer to get different here just so you're not mm-hmm. shooting yourself into foot playing you know sony michelle getting five carries and 10 yards and you're just fucked so yeah then you're screwed but from this game um anything else you guys wanted to get to <clears throat> jay watt anything else uh, I don't think so. Jolly? Yeah, I guess just have a question for you guys. So, mm. thinking about, like, the big, I guess, like, the big studs this week, probably, like, Chase, Reek, and Cup. Um, when when you're putting those guys together, are you guys looking for, as you kind of just talked about this, AJ, as well, are you looking to, like, grab the good receivers in, like, Cincinnati KC with the higher points and then maybe supplement it for, like, your full uh, slate lineup? with like a Van Jefferson from the LA game. Cause you assume LA is going to be throwing it a bit more. Is that kind of your attitude there? Um, or are you stacking it all up in one game? It, it depends. Um, so like on, on DraftKings, um, it's kind of lending itself to just a big old game stack, which I'm not opposed to just cause like it's football. And so, <laughs> I mean, you do need like, you do need one player from the other game, but that can also be like the defense. So, like if you go, it's a lot. It's easier if you go like Burrow at QB than Mahomes because you save the money. But um, you can go like entirely that game. Or like I've got one where I'm playing both those tight ends, and stacking up this game. I've got Mixon, and you can make it all work and just play. You know, just play the Niners D and hope it does enough. So, but if you're if you're moving over to like Yahoo, it gets like it gets a lot tougher where the pricing's tighter, which is kind of weird because they're usually the easier pricing, but. That's that's where if I'm stacking this game, like you have to go Van, Jawan Jennings, maybe get super gross <laughs> and play like Kyle Uzcheck. So hey. it's a bit tougher there. Um, yeah, CJ was shaking his head. Like, <laughs> that <laughs> so, ain't it, Chief. <laughs> yeah, so there I'm I'm maybe mixing it up a bit more um, and getting like a more even split of the games. But like if if you do like full stack that game. You have to go, you know, some Pringle and some Boyd and stuff like that. I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, that was good. I was just curious your approach. Yeah, because like with uh, like when there's just when there's just two games, if one game pops off and one game's shitty, like you know, you want the game that pops off. And do you, you ever know. make a lineup that stacks one game? Like, do you have a stack for each game in in weekends like this? Um, yeah, yeah. You, usually, I'll play more than one lineup. Um, especially like, like on Yahoo, like I play, you know, 10 to 20, it depends. Um, but yeah, I have some, I have some stacks of each game. Um, 
because like you know if if the site's kind of giving you the, the the easier stack for one game like i'm gonna i'm gonna take that and mm-hmm. hope it works out there but that that's part of why like on these small slates i'll play like different sites as well just to get you know exposure to the games where the prices are benefiting it more but obviously like i prefer in general to stack this first game and so you know if the site's gonna let me do that i'm gonna do it but but if i have to play you know use check to do it i might i might not play as much of that game (laughs) right but uh mozzie before we close out anything else from this game oh man uh i don't think so i think we've about covered it um we're all rooting i think for the afc so that'll be fun. Um, I'm excited for that. I, gosh, the the Bengals Chiefs game is just on my mind. I'm so excited. <laughs> if Every if the day. Bengals get to a Super Bowl, man, that'd be bonkers. And like on the other side, I'm I'm pulling for the Rams because I want Stafford to like get to the Super Bowl after being stuck with the Lions forever. I know that. You know what? I'll close out with that. The amount of idiots out there that don't think Stafford's a good quarterback. <laughs> Let me tell you something. All right. <laughs> like, come on. They're like, oh my, Stafford's changing the narrative about him. I'm like, what was the narrative? The narrative that he's a good player on a bad team? You're you're changing from from what? He, he, he can't win the big games? He's on the fucking Lions, all right? They went to the playoffs like once, and <laughs> they're just perennially terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, I love rooting Lions. for the Lions. Love Dan Campbell and all that now, but... Stafford was on a really bad team, and I'm I am happy for him. I'm glad that he is in a championship game, his first year removed from a terrible organization. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being man. said, man, if the Niners make it to the Super Bowl, that's fucking incredible. Yeah. They've got some Giants vibes from the the old uh, 2000 and what seven 2007 team. Yeah, and 2011. <laughs> yep, yeah, basically the same thing. Is Jimmy G? Just attractive Eli Manning. <laughs> no, because he doesn't win the big game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, you got to win a Super Bowl to be attractive Eli Manning. Yeah, Eli would have made that throw to Emmanuel Sanders. He would have. I, I guess Jay was probably glad he didn't know. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think that wins the game like people thought it would. There was plenty of time left. There was yeah. a lot of time left. It, it just made it very sure that they wouldn't, uh, wouldn't win it. <laughs> They but, wouldn't uh, lose by ten, yeah, or eleven. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that'll uh, that'll conclude our episode for today. Thank you guys for uh, for joining us here. That's yeah, that's to anyone listening and to uh, you you guys, uh, Jayla and Jolly. I appreciate you uh, coming on, taking the time, and uh, you know, putting up with my um, perennial uh, slight lateness. Um, so, <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in. We will uh, be back to preview the Super Bowl. Uh, Probably not next week, but you know the week uh, week after since we got that you know gap week in between the Pro Bowl, uh, we will not be doing a Pro Bowl preview. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe we can talk about like who made it and stuff. Um, I want to, I want to, I want the uh, the what is like the the pass punt? What what was it like the pass punt kick? What's the competition? That's it. Yeah, punt yeah, pass that, and kick. I, we I need would Andy love Reed get Andy Reid out there. Yeah, exactly. Or like, apparently they used to have like like a long throw competition. Like, I would fucking love to get like Mahomes, Herbert, Jalen, like even Zach Wilson out there, like just launching balls as you can throw at the farthest. That'd be super fucking fun. Yeah, so all those guys would be free for that? the Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah, they they need to reevaluate like Pro Bowl weekend because the Pro no one cares about the game. They it's did a boring. few skills competition things a couple of years ago. There was a quarterback accuracy one. Uh-huh. Um, I think they played dodgeball to go for stuff. I don't remember. Oh, Jarvis won some crazy catching thing. Oh, yeah. I know that. 
Was that dodgeball or was that something else? Uh, it might have been dodgeball. He, I think he did two things. There was something where they were like running around and the ball was like in the air and they had to catch it. Yeah, there huh. was. They had to stand on spots and do like one-handed, left hand, and then it was like an around-the-world catching thing. Ah, oh. well, no wonder Jarvis won. Like, <laughs> he's amazing at that. Yeah, and he's been playing a Baker, so he's used to kind of grabbing bad throws. <laughs> so uh, hey. yeah. yeah, you can uh, anyway. You can find us online at uh, mozzyandthemuscle.com. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle. And if you are inclined to follow our guest today, you can find James Jolly at uh, J underscore dog, D-A-W-G, 1994. And you can find uh, J-Watt at uh, J-Watt7, just J-W-A-T-7. So uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back soon. Nobody follow me. <laughs> <laughs>